Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose and our series, The Life. And this is program number 45, The Good Shepherd. And uh, Susan, before we get started, would you open the program with a word of prayer, please? Sure. Our loving Father in heaven, we are grateful for another opportunity to speak about your goodness, your qualities as the good shepherd, and to um, we just pray that you will send your spirit to help our um, understanding and the ideas that we have to be in line with um, your principles and uh, your uh, way of life for each one who desires to follow you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, I just noticed as I was trying to enunciate the words that I may talk with a wee bit of a lisp today. Oh, no. Because I have two front teeth or not front. Well, yeah, I just heard it right there, the little. Because I, I was trying to enunciate the words and then it, I got a little thing going on. Um, when you when, when you're addicted to drugs, your teeth, like we you, were you neglect many, many hygiene years. and stuff. And so back in the day, I had to. Uh, I, I had lost a couple teeth in the front, so I got a new front grill, and that front grill finally wore out. And so now um, I've got to get some posts, some replacement, some parts. replacement parts. So <laughs> aftermarket, yeah. So they removed uh, two of the teeth, and I did some bone grafts and and that kind of stuff, and um, and so now I'm I'm in a holding pattern till I get my posts until everything heals until correctly. everything heals up and make sure the bone graft takes and all that stuff. So. Um, I, but, you know, one of the reasons I, 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 I just thought about bringing that up. Not now only, I keep hearing it. Go now ahead. you hear the now you hear it, huh? <laughs> yes. I didn't notice it until I tried to speak really, you know, radio type. Yeah. Um, but um, it has to do with, with maintenance, you know, when, when, when you're out there, if you will, um, you know, before you, you and I came to the Lord, did we do much maintenance on our on our on our physical bodies or our spiritual condition there was absolutely no There's maintenance zero maintenance for anything no and and everything in this universe requires ma- requires right, maintenance right requires uh, effort to put it into it exactly exactly and if not uh you know the second law of thermodynamics if you do not put energy into a system it will decay my front teeth are living proof of that and so um now as i struggle to speak uh, clearly, because now I'm aware of it, so it's really going to bug me. But it's it's just live. It, it we can't well, change I, it, the way things right. are. It's one of those quote unquote design laws that 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 I think you can say God's design laws are God's ways of life, yep. and the principles that He has laid out are for um, are above our understanding completely. But there's certain things that 
we can partake of and we can participate in. We can or understand. We, or we can Choose ignore. not to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're drowning in 10 feet of water. Right. Right. You're, you're, um, you're trying to do something against design law. In other words, if you, if you inhale, what's going to happen? You're going to drown. Right. So the only way to, the only way to, to fix this problem is get you out of the water to where you're breathing air and restore you back into harmony with the God's design law, right. which is that a human brings lungs, breathe air. Right. A, a lot of times we, we do things that, I don't want to say violate God's design law because you can't change it, right. but we do things against it, if you will. Right. Uh, uh, you know, like uh, we, kid, when we were kids, we'd, we'd try to jump out of trees and we'd go higher and we'd jump until finally somebody really got hurt because... Gravity's gravity. We're not changing it. Right. Right? The spiritual principles are the same thing. If you don't maintain, if you don't do those things that are, you know, if if you put it this way, if I'm not set out to be a positive influence in the world. You will be a negative I will be a negative by (laughs) default. Right? Right. And so what do I do? What do I have to do in order to do that? It requires effort. Effort. It requires exercise, a proper diet. It requires reading the right material. It requires listening to the right material. It requires rolling up my sleeves and actually doing something to participate and not just preach about it. Well, and and so we were talking about, you know, maintaining our physical bodies. And I think that the same thing, even though we're clean and sober, you know, for many years, we're beyond that, um, the um, substance addiction it doesn't mean that um, we've arrived and that we can just sit back and become complacent no, because I think it's even worse now if you're not putting effort into your spiritual life. Yeah, and, and of course you and I both this last week or two weeks especially have really started to see some serious roots to why we were addicted in the first place. We, we're getting to, um, you know, the the— the physical um, results of fear and stress and how they've been affecting both of our bodies. And we're actually really able to identify that and, and more now so than in the last 20 years of our recovery is we're starting to understand. Um, and, and I think, I think it, that probably comes with age, I want to say, oh, yeah. because when you're younger and, and, and you just think you've got the tail, the tiger by the tail and nothing is going to affect you. And I just, and I also have a, a family member that I'm, that I'm uh, been going back and forth with forth with, and they are starting to decide that, you know what, I really need to start taking care of myself because I'm in my early sixties and I haven't thought about the consequences mm-hmm. of how I take care of myself. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's all part of the package. It is. It's, it's a complete. We're a bioelectric computer. Right. We can't ignore any part of it. And a lot of times, when you're young and you feel good, you feel that well, I can ignore this part of it because I can I, fight anything. Right. Yeah. And so that's basically been our recovery message. Is is a, it's a full recovery. It's right. a recovery spiritually. It's well, a recovery physically. You know, all the way down the line, and the I whole think package. It's, I think it's really interesting as we get into, you know, we there's the story about the shepherd that we're going to talk about, but then it kind of gets in a little bit deeper as to um, what is the what is the end result that God is trying to get to. It's right. not just about calling us to into the fold that, 
that we need to be changed as people from the inside out. Yeah. You know, that it's not just a, hey, I'm here. It's a real actual transformation. It's an inside job. And we are by far so far away from where I believe that God desires us to be, but we're thankful that he continues to walk with us and we continue to choose to walk with him as we go down that path. There was a writer that I read one time and, and basically they said, you can be perfect Every single day of at your life. every stage of growth. At every stage of growth, yep. right? An apple is perfect at every stage of its growth. It's not mature, right? but it's perfect at every stage, right. and it cannot skip a stage of growth. That's right. So right now it's springtime, and I know I'm kind of dating it, but we have, um, you know, you, first you have the the little um, popcorn on the fruit trees, but now some of the fruit trees with the sun and the water, they've opened up and they're blossoming, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're waiting for the bees to come and and to pollinate those flowers. And then that will turn into a little, small, little tiny seed on a string. Apple or whatever it might be. Right. And the thing is, is like you said, you cannot have that full grown fruit unless that. Every stage of growth. Every stage is experienced. Yeah. So no matter what stage you're in. And right now you. You might be where I go sometimes, really down on yourself. Right. You might be in that stage of growth. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's a stage you can't skip as long as you're taking it to God. And and I think that's the key is that we can struggle and we can be down on ourselves, but as long as we recognize that the great physician understands where we're at and has a plan to get us out of there, and that we go to him, that's what. That's the the recipe. That's yeah. the prescription. Is that we turn to the correct doctor? Yeah, you know, when someone once said, "You don't learn from your mistakes; you learn from walking through your mistakes properly." Right. You know, because I, I've ran, I, I've made mistakes. I didn't learn from; them. I ran from them. Right. But if we if we make a mistake and we learn from them, we walk them through them properly. That's where the growth comes from. And, and so it's interesting because you're saying, you know, you made a mistake and you ran from it, and the whole thing about. Um, Jesus being like a shepherd, he wants well, to he gather yeah, you in, right? Exactly, yeah. Then there's there are sheep that will run, right? And then they're out in they're all by themselves, and they you know lose the protection of the shepherd. So what do you learn when you run? You learn how to run, right? And, 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 and you become really good running. Well, and I think the the thing that you learn is that I think the it's the causation that makes you run. So it's the fear. The fear. It all come, boils back to fear. Right. It, that's that fear that says, boy, I'm not good enough, or God can't accept me where I'm at, or I keep coming back with the same issue. And it's always about the fear in us, and it's never about the perfection of God. Yeah, right? yeah. It's always, <laughs> Adam, where are you? I was afraid and ashamed, and I hid myself. And, and so we've been running ever since. And we want to highlight our fear instead of in highlighting the, the one that can take away the fear, exactly. the perfect love that can take away the fear. But oh, we haven't got to the shepherd yet. Before we do, did you want to say something about well, our... We're kind of already into half of the program, we, but we, we can we can you talk about do... it. Oh. No, we can talk about okay. it now. So we... Um, just uh, felt impressed by God to take a leap of faith, and we did. And so now we're on a couple of other radio stations, uh, Salem stations across mm-hmm. the Cro- U.S. Across the U.S. Um, one of the biggest ones is the um, Sirius XM Family Talk Radio. Uh, it's, I think it's station 131 on Sirius. Um, I think we have a program there on Sunday. Um, we're on WAVA in Washington, D.C. That covers Maryland and Virginia. 
And then we are also on 1160 Hope for Your Life, and that's in the Chicago, Illinois area. Yeah, that's just wonderful. And so we just. We ask that you pray for that because we have had so much response. People. We are shipping out yeah, cases of we books are, and, and, it's and answering the phone. And, and, you know, if you call, please leave a message uh, if we can't get to it. Um, there, there's a machine. If you if you need books, if you need resources, or go online or, and order through our resource yeah, page. It's really easy. really easy to order yep. through the research absolutely uh, resource page. Yeah. But yeah, so we just wanted to share uh, that with you, and we just thank our donors so much for and thank you for your prayers. Um, we're in our tenth year here at, uh, uh, at on Salem Broadcasting in our tenth year, which we never ever dreamed. The, the response that we'd get. So w- once again, we'd like to thank everyone and please pray for our new stations. And you know, all the people that helped to get us here, we yeah. think of Anne who works here at Sal- local Salem and yeah. Matt, who was our producer for a really long time. Yeah. And now we have Mike. And now we have Mike. Yes. Who we call David. Now. Yeah. Sometimes. So. <laughs> no, it just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a team effort. Steve from Gasser. A, I just think yep, of everybody that was a lot of people, lot of people. Yeah. that have um, done I, this. And you know what? That's the beautiful thing, because I think that that is a picture of what God's, um, ideal life. That's how about. it works. People right. helping people. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, you know, if, if and that's what heaven's going to be like. It's yeah. going to be a big group of people that are concerned about other people and it's, it's going to be a, a beautiful in. thing. Yeah. So, so we were talking earlier about how, yeah, you run from your problems and because we're talking about the shepherd, the good shepherd, Jesus mm-hmm. said, I'm the good shepherd. The shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known of my sheep as the father knoweth me. Even so, I know the, I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Now, of all the creatures, the sheep is one of the most timid and helpless. And in the East, the shepherd's care for his flock is persistent, it's constant, it's necessary. Right. And so this story Jesus is talking about um, in John 10, right? And so he's trying to tell the—he's relating to the people who are listening, and they understand because that's their culture. That's their culture. Exactly. Because—so in back in that time, they had marauders— and roving um, border tribes or or beasts of prey that would come from their hiding places and they would wait to plunder the flocks. So the job of the shepherd was to watch. It, that That's why he was in charge, and he knew that his own life depended upon keeping all of those sheep safe. Yep, and so it was a great metaphor. And, you know, like we, we've—in fact, we did a program once on—, on on object lessons and metaphors. And once again, Jesus is using this metaphor. So why do we, why do we study Jesus like this? I mean, why bother? What, what's so important when he says he's the, the he's good the good shepherd? You know, are we looking, are we looking at a diamond with a bunch of facets? Mm-hmm. And this is one of the mm-hmm. facets. Right. And this is why I think when we study Jesus and we break it down, like this series is called The Life, and we break it down and we see as we look at Jesus and he says, you know, the last couple episodes, we, he was the light, mm-hmm. right? Now he's the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, towards the end of this, we're going to find out he's also the door to the, sh- to the sheepfold. Right. We're going to find all these little facets of who God is through looking at the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is God. Right. This is God. Right. A God that is going around 
helping helpless sheep. Right. And that's him. That's what that's what he is. And it's amazing to me that he would compare himself to a shepherd that would be out in the wilderness tending sheep. God would drop that low, but yet that would be that exalted to be, you know, once it clicks in your mind mm-hmm. on what a shepherd would do mm-hmm. for his sheep, mm-hmm. and you say, wait a minute, that's not a lowly occupation. That is a majestic occupation. Right, because the in Jesus' time, they had forgotten who the true father was. Right. And so there was so much misunderstanding and misgiving of the true picture of God that Jesus came to yeah. show us the father. And he gave us all these metaphors, right. these beautiful metaphors. See, Jacob, remember when he kept Laban, Laban's flocks and when he was, well, in the Bible in Genesis, he describes his labor. He said, in that day, the drought consumed me and the frost by night and my my sleep departed from my eyes. And he's out there and he's talking about being a shepherd. I mean, That's talk right. about a servant. What it right? takes to, to take care of the fold. And it was also while um, guarding his father's sheep that the boy David single-handedly encountered the lion and the bear and rescued the stolen lamb right from their teeth. Yeah. So great flashbacks on biblical stories and so, right. And so, I think we we can lose things. You know, those stories are so powerful. But for people who were listening to Jesus, they understood what it was like to have, you know, a lamb taken from a lion. Right. Right. Or how, or how that shepherd would get attached to his flock. Right. Because remember, Nathan was able to tell David he had egg all over his face by simply telling him a metaphor about a ewe lamb. Right. And he was able to go into the king and tell the king, dude, you are doing something very wrong. Mm -hmm. But by associating it with a ewe lamb, the the king was able to to actually put himself into that position and see his real wrong. Right. It was fascinating. Mm -hmm. So now we we see Jesus finding access to the minds of his hearers by using their familiar associations. He, He likens... The Spirit's influence to refreshing water. He re- represented himself as light, as we talked about before, and and the source of life and goodness. And now in a beautiful picture, he represents, represents himself as a shepherd to those that believe on him. That's right. So no picture was more familiar to his hearers than this. And Christ's words linked this picture with himself for the rest of eternity. Never again would the disciples look on the shepherds tending their flocks, without recalling this lesson. They would see Christ in each faithful shepherd. They would see themselves in each helpless and dependent flock. It's to get that association. It, it's fascinating to me. So this figure, the, the prophet Isaiah had applied to the Messiah's mission. So um, he said, Isaiah said in Isaiah 40, verses 9 through 11, O Zion, that bringest good tidings, Get thee up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that bringest good tidings. Lift up thy voice with strength. Lift up, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom. That's very important to me. Right, to be able to, to see. To see the shepherd picking up the lambs, the helpless lambs, and carrying them. And God says, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's a picture of me. 
Right. And David had sung, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that's in Psalm 23. And the Holy Spirit through Ezekiel declared, I will set up one shepherd over them and he shall feed them. I will seek that which is lost and bring again that which was driven away and will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick. And I will make with them a covenant of peace and they shall no more be a prey to the heathen, but they shall dwell safely and none of them shall be made afraid. And that's in the chapter of Ezekiel 34. You know, Right here and throughout the Bible, once again, I, I, I see this this healing message. You know, it, I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away, and I will bind up that which was broken and strengthen that which was sick. And so we see this, this constant God wanting to make us well. Right. God's main mission is to, to give us the tools, give us the quote-unquote, medication from above to get well so we can live inside our own skin and be okay with everything. You know, like the 12-step groups called Restore Us to Sanity, right? And it's it's a restoration from healing of the body, the mind, the soul, like we talked about before. Yeah, and, you know, I was speaking with someone yesterday on the phone about you know, sometimes, sometimes the conversations that recovering addicts have um, are different than other conversations other people in the world have because because of understanding when you finally understand what causes you to seek pain relief in everything but God. Mm-hmm. And we, we understand that, you know, like Jeremiah 17, mine, 9, the, 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 the mind is desperately sick. Mm-hmm. You know who can know it? We all um, we all need that shepherd, right? Because so, we're all in our own ways, yeah. desperately wicked or desperately yeah. sick, right? And so through this whole thing of of Jesus calling himself a shepherd, he's also showing the contrast mm-hmm. between God as he is and mm-hmm. as he sees God versus what. The religion of the day, how the religion of the day saw God. Right. They saw God with a mighty fist forcing everyone. And here we have a picture of a shepherd carrying sheep close to his bosom. Right. So he's carrying you as a sheep, but he's also carrying your enemy as yeah, a little lamb exactly. as well. Exactly. Right? So we are all as sheep that have gone astray. Right. So it's so the the view of God I think that it gets, still can be held today is that God is a God of vengeance and he's going to restore all the uh, you know so that I get what I deserve, right? But if we got yeah. what we deserve, we wouldn't, you know, it probably wouldn't be a very pretty picture, right? Yeah. But that's I think the picture that Jesus was really trying to come he was and show to. Trying to say right. he said, you know, you're all mine. Right. And even if you've gone astray, I'll go after you. Right. I'll go to the ends of the earth after you. To seek you. you and to restore you yeah. back to the fold. You know, and, and so, uh, yeah, the truth sometimes is like heaping coals of fire on someone's head. Mm-hmm. Being nice to an enemy, that's true vengeance right there. That's how God gets vengeance. He said, pray for your enemies, pray for those that persecute and hurt you. It will be like heaping coals of fire on their head. Right. So but we're in a world right now where we need to seek God's methods and God's principles. Instead of the worldly principles. Instead of the worldly principles, because it's coming uncorked. Right. And the only way to survive the 
the things to come is to be of sound mind, pray for your neighbors, pray for your enemies, pray for those that persecute you. And uh, like Jesus says, if you give, I will give back, overflowing, pressed down where you can't take it anymore. Right. It's just how just how the universe and, and, works. And maybe what we get is peace. You get peace of mind. Right. You, 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 may, you may lose everything as may, far as your well, house or whatever. But. It doesn't say we'll have peace with the devil. Right. We'll have peace with God. Right. And when we have peace with God, we have peace with ourselves. And that's the main thing. We're never going to have peace with the devil. Right. Now, he's or always going to be trying to wreck things. Or this world. Or this world. We're going to have to wrap it up again. That was a quick program. Uh, thank you for listening in. We really appreciate it. Uh, and we're very grateful that uh, that we have Salem Broadcasting uh, that has uh, helped us out here. And uh, remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.